Hey, thank you so much for checking out today's video. I'm Pastor Matt, this is Pastor Adrienne, and we pray this message blesses you and encourages you all throughout your week. Absolutely. For any more information on how to be praying with us or to become a part of our community or to give, please head on over to takeovergera.com. All right. What's up, everybody? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh. Well, I don't know about y'all. I'm gonna have to come down off of that worship set. It gets me in tears and shambles and it's great. Um, who else has been enjoying the Wednesday night Ignite nights? I mean, they literally bless me every single time as it should, but your pastors and leaders week in and week out prepare for weeks and months to make things like this happen. So I'm so grateful that you all are here tonight. So grateful and honored to have been asked to come up here. We had Nikki, Zach, and Evan already teach. Um, sorry, I'm used to doing this. Um, we've had them teach um, over the past few months and we're just gonna keep rolling. Um, and yeah, so happy to be here. So um, let me pray for us and then we can get started. Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this evening. Thank you so much that um, no matter the temperature, your people are faithful and they're here to just receive you in a new way. God, I pray that you would just um, anoint each, each person in this room, Lord. I pray that you would just um, give me um, the words to speak, Lord that you would just give me the courage to say the things that you've laid on my heart and that um, we would just be humble and ready to hear from you, God. Uh, quiet our spirits. Lord, break anything off that came in here that wasn't supposed to be here, Lord. We're here for you. We praise you. In your name I pray, amen. So the title of my message, which is an honor to say that, um, it is called... It's on the inside of us. And um, if you're taking notes, please do. I hope that something from this um, really resonates with y'all tonight. Um, I'm gonna be reading from John 12, verse one to eight. So if you have a Bible or your Bible app, I strongly advise that you bust that out or go get a Bible out there because it's not, my words that you're going to be writing down, but the Lord's words that he's going to be speaking to you during this evening. So um, let's see here. So John 12, 1 to 8. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. So Martha and Mary were Lazarus's sisters. This is in um, Jesus's last days. Um, they had gone to Jesus, said, our brother is dead. And Jesus said, nah, he's just sleeping. Come and rise and let's walk again. And so um, Lazarus was there with them reclining. Um, and it says, Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Um, in verse 3, I love um, the word nard. Has anybody ever looked that up, ever? 
I realized that for my nearly 29 years of life that I just read over it and said, wow, pretty perfume. And that was like a really special offering. Um, but nard is known as spike nard, actually, that was um, grown in like Himalayas and the Asian countries, a costly aromatic ointment um, preserved in alabaster jars. So Kelsey, if it's not already up there, um, I've got some photos of alabaster jars, actually. Um, so the one on the left is from Google and the one on the right is one of my coworkers um, friends alabaster jar that they actually have and my coworker had offered to let me come pick up hers but I did not trust myself with that so um, I have a picture for you and I'm just very visual so just wanted you to see how beautiful that was um, so in verse 4 we pick up and it says but Judas Iscariot one of his disciples he who was about to betray him said, why was this anointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this, not because he cared about the poor, because he was a thief and having charge of the money bag he used to help himself to what was in it. And in parentheses, I said, silly Judas. And verse seven says, Jesus said, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. I also like in the parallel story, because in the Gospels it shares it a few different ways, the story is depicted. And in verse 6 and 7 it says, But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, and whenever you want, you can do good for them, but you will not always have me. So... A few notes and takeaways that I have from the passage is that Mary and um, her sister Martha were followers of Jesus. Um, Martha and Mary were also women, and women in the Bible times, we've spoken about this at Babe Cruz, I think, before, they were kind of look at, looked at as like second tier, sort of like second choice. And so for her to show up in the midst of these men reclining, eating meals, like Martha was preparing the meal, and that's what she did. Um, for her to do that was very bold, but Mary, Mary showed up. Um, but Jesus knew, obviously, why Mary was there and um, that she'd be there, and the aroma of her worship filled the room, filled the house. So I also thought it was interesting too because he reaches out to, or reaches out, he calls out Judas, and I think it's important to note that Judas was human, which I know is a shocker that he was human, and how dare he betray Jesus. But I also wonder what in our lives we have walked away and turned our backs on Jesus as well. Um, the difference is Judas was doing life in person with Jesus, and he still chose to do that. And for us, like I know for myself, I have blatantly turned my back and walked away from him. Um, but Judas chose to do this, and when light was in the room, when it entered the room, um, darkness got exposed. So when light entered the room, darkness was exposed. So Jesus was in the room. Um, Mary and her beautiful offering was there in the room. I also believe Martha was beautiful in the room as well. Um, and what Judas thought was hidden, Jesus knew. It got exposed. He literally said and knew. And in the Bible, John says he was a thief. Um, Jesus knew he had given him 
um, this bag of money, knowing full well what he was going to do because all of it was a part of preparing him for burial. So, um, very interesting. And so you may ask, why, Amy, did you choose this passage? Great question. Um, I chose this passage a couple of months ago um, because at a babe crew, actually, which, quick plug, we have life crews every couple of weeks. Women, men hanging out, babes crew, boys crew, you should get connected. That's how we do life together and rally with one another. Um, but for babe crew, a couple months ago, Adrienne challenged us to go through the Bible and look at what character in the Bible, or person rather, in the Bible we felt we related to. So. I um, started to try to think off the top of my head and maybe that was just really like proud of, my, of me, like prideful of myself to think, huh, well, who could I be, you know? And so I start thinking, I start going through the Bible and um, I come across Ruth, right? And Ruth had lost her husband, stayed loyal and faithful to her husband, or to her husband, to her um, mother-in-law and um, she worked the field and found her Boaz. And then like later on, um, or yeah, found her Boaz later on, they're together, you know, it's a beautiful story. And then I thought, well, maybe is that every woman's desire to be like Ruth and to meet their Boaz, but I have my Boaz, his name's Evan. And um, <laughs> yeah, um, and so I was just like, okay, no, no, no. Like I can't be put in a box, so I, um, kept looking and I came across John in the Gospels and had a heyo time deciding which scripture I wanted to be looking at and teaching out of. Um, so I came across Mary anointing the feet of Jesus. Um, I love how beautiful it was, the depiction of her coming in, showing up, knowing what she was coming against with people potentially um, looking down on her because she was unwelcomed. She just wanted to be in the presence of Jesus. Um, she had followed Jesus. She poured the perfume on his feet. Um, it was 300, over 300 denarii. Like that's a year's wage, over a year's wage. Everything she had, she poured out on the feet of Jesus. And um, she believed that he was the savior of the world, that he was the Messiah. And if he was truly the Messiah, the redeemer of the world, he was going to soon die and be buried. Um, so also, um, yeah, and then those who did not uh, really see the greater picture or see the point of her being there, because in the other depictions, it talks about the other disciples giving her a hard time and scoffing and scolding. Um, she still showed up. And so um, as I read this passage, it really spoke to my heart. It spoke to my life. It felt like, felt like I was all of a sudden like just reading this. Sorry, I'm sweating. It just kind of starts going down my nose. Um, <laughs> super cute but um but I just felt like it I all of a sudden the Lord just opened this in such a beautiful new way and so I started thinking about my life and how I was raised in a Christian home I had gone through Christian education um I met friends in a new state that I had decided to move to and those friends the ones that I met after a few years at the same church I was going to, they had um, claimed to be Christians and were going to church most of the time and um, come to find out over time it was very loose. I was finding myself going more and them going less. And um, 
the more that I started to lean into my relationship with the Lord, getting involved in worship, getting involved um, in like their greeting team and that kind of thing, that'll get you. You gotta show up when they schedule you. So I, <laughs> so I kept leaning in, right? And the Lord opened doors. He, he opened a door to Life International where I work right now. I'd love to tell you more about that another time. Maybe I'll teach on it another time. Um, and when I accepted that position, um, my friends, I quickly realized were on the actually opposing side and they didn't get it. They wanted me to be happy, but they were like, you know, you know what this place is about, right? Which is making known the father's heart for life, teaching ministry leaders and pastors all over the world about the sanctity of human life. I've given you probably all the elevator speech of that, but, um, they were definitely not getting it. So, um, sorry, let me make sure I'm saying what I'm supposed to say. Um, so once I felt that clear calling, um, I was so grateful that it was just this undeniable calling from the Lord that I walked into. Little did I know I'd come into contact with Takeover Church and become the Takeover Worship Pastor. Um, and that both ministries that I had stepped into after walking into obedience um, shared the same heart to see Jesus take over lives. Um, so just like Mary was scoffed at, I had friendships that suffered due to my unwavering belief in the Lord. Um, I, feeling undeserving, um, realized that the more intimate my relationship with the Lord became, um, the more in love with him I became, the more I realized the weight of my sin and the reality of what Jesus did for me um, to redeem me from my sins and my unrighteous acts. And the more I died to self and walked in obedience, the more I felt the Holy Spirit's presence and movement and reverence. Um, God literally opened the door. Um, and had I not believed he was the Messiah and didn't, if I hadn't laid it all down, I probably wouldn't be here today. Um, I probably wouldn't be the worship pastor. I may not have met um, Evan. I, um, yeah, would not have walked through my dad's cancer journey with him. Um, yeah. Um, so when light entered my life, darkness being my past was exposed. Um, and I had to repent. I had to ask for forgiveness and learn how to abide. When I worshiped, I wanted to really worship. I wanted to experience the presence of Jesus. And I had to ask him to help me open my heart, to teach me how to abide with him, to hear his voice, to seek his heart day after day. Um, and this brought me to my knees, to a place of, of um, reverence and worship. The word reverence just resonates with me. So let's talk worship. Um, because surprise, surprise, as um, Evan had taught about discipleship, that was not the reason why I taught on worship, but I felt like this story was such a beautiful display of um, an act of worship that um, was a beautiful fragrance that had, had filled the space. So Worship helps us posture our hearts in a place of openness to receive, to soak in the presence, to tear our walls down so that we can hear the word, to hear God's voice. It helps us realize our need for Jesus, to fix our eyes on him, to take the focus off of us and onto him. 
Uh, worship helps us get in a space of intimacy, a space of awe, reverence, wonder, to see his miraculous signs and wonders, which if you know me, when I first started coming to takeover, was skeptical about some things, but the Lord changed me the more that I kept coming to the altar and just asking him to um, reveal a new thing to me. Um, yeah. It's an ushering in of the Holy Spirit. And so a question that I believe we need to ask ourselves, as the church especially, um, and for anyone um, new or old in your faith, what is it and who is it that you're worshiping? And is there something or someone or the thing that you would do anything for or to be at a certain space, any chance that you're given? Um, so let's talk about it. Um, let's talk sports. Sports and worship, that goes together, right? Um, but I'm going to talk about it. Um, with sports, I think of those, like, the war paint is what I call it, because I'm not a sports person, but you know when you, like, put on your little football paints. And um, I also then thought about, like, the little number one fan sign. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's from the early 2000s, so I, maybe not that. But there's cheering, and there's yelling, and there's waving of flags, and you're wearing jerseys, and you're... Um, just super competitive <laughs> and but you want to see your team right like if you're going to like a, let's say you're a diehard football fan and you want to go to a, a Super Bowl game you're like man I'm gonna be there every time I'm gonna see my team like do do what's supposed to do and on the other side on a totally different subject I think about concerts I think about um, mainly women, but I'm sure men cry and I just don't notice it. But like when there is like somebody like Justin Timberlake or Maverick City even, or um, Justin Bieber or um, another artist that you just really love, um, there are hands raised. I've seen girls crying and sobbing and reaching their arms out just to, just to touch them and to have a moment and putting their signs up of their adoration and love for this person. And I was one of the little girls not crying, but, um, but the one of them who was like, oh, like that lead guitarist is super dope or that probably that pianist, you know, and I, I want to get to know them and be their friend, like male or female. I just, you know, was just wanted to be there. I wanted the backstage pass to be in the presence. Um, so I say all this because I believe worship is on the inside of all of us. Um, a longing for more, to love, to believe in a higher power, a higher being. Ultimately, we want a win, right? Like we want to feel like we are one with something. So we go all different directions. And opposing sides will scoff and they won't understand the hype. They will wave their own flags for what they worship. And right now we see that a lot with the Roe v. Wade situation. I'm not gonna get into it, but for being a church who stands um, on the foundation that we believe in the sanctity of human life, we care about women and their children, and we wanna see God's best and be a church to come around these people. There are people waving their own flags on social media that are reaching out and saying words of hate to a lot of us, and, um, and learning to 
see it for what it is that they are waving the flags for what they believe but we're waving the banner for what we know to be true which is the banner of love and hope and faithfulness so the difference between worshiping people and things and bands and social media and newscasts and news anchors and and concerts and all the things and worshiping the king of kings is that you actually have an intimate relationship that you can have with the lord you get to actually walk with him and he knows you um, and have i think relationships are really important word there um he'll never let you down um, i can share you the good news that you'll win every time with him because there's victory in jesus right we all know that that song um there's salvation and when you're saved you're walking in the light which brings victory which brings joy and newness and fires me up and the greatest thing is that you realize that heaven is available to you here that you can have just a moment with the Lord but if you step into relationship with him you can have a lifetime of moments with the Lord um, and that's the greatest win, heaven here on earth until the day you go into glory. Um, so another question, is Jesus worth pouring out everything for? No matter what you might look like, no matter what people might say, um, will they know we're Christians by our love and our authentic worship and our relationship with Jesus? I, th I mean, think about it. With Mary she went and approached jesus anointed his feet just to have a moment with him knowing he was the redeemer of the world that had to be undeniably real to those around her and those scoffing like judas didn't get it but like if someone's weeping in front of you down here like you're not like oh well that's super fake like no no that was a moment a deep conviction that the Holy Spirit had given her and so um, how do you think she lived after that moment with Jesus do you think that she was like super self-conscious that everyone had like questioned why she'd be there I'd like to think that she had something so special deposited on the inside of her that she couldn't contain she just kept returning to the feet of jesus even when he was on the cross and beyond that i mean she kept believing and she knew her past i had my own past and bad decisions but this is why it struck me is that i i want the real thing i want that real moment with jesus um So Jesus does not ask for perfection, right? He, he wants our hearts. He knows that you're not worthy, but he knows you and he loves you. He loves you so much that even with a checkered past, he can and will redeem your life and make you whole again. And we have a choice to make. We can either choose eternal life or we can choose betrayal, which is an icky word. I just... I don't like that word but I've like lived there and had to come to that reality this week of just knowing that I could have done that but then I wouldn't be here today and so I want eternal life um, so a few charges that I have for you guys is when you worship worship like you're worshiping the Most High and when you worship worship with reverence and without fear of appearance 
when you worship, know that you too can hear the voice of God and experience real relationship with him. And when you worship, prepare your heart to encounter the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Your heart will be radically changed. Your eyes will be open and your focus will naturally just be solely on him. So I encourage you to dive into scripture. Um, see who God's placed on your heart. Don't look for the perfect person who your entire storyline might relate to, like mine felt like it did. Um, it's not about me. It's about what God did and said to me through that and that I felt so convicted by that, that the Holy Spirit just wants you to lean in. Um, so it's time to bust open the Bibles um, and just think about this with me. Um, as we get close to wrapping up here, what will church look like if God's children, the body is completely in love with and ready to experience and encounter um, a moment with Jesus every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Friday, get my drift every single day because we'll be great, blah, blah, blah. we will be courageously coming to the feet of Jesus with all that we have and all that we are. We don't have like Sundays and services where we're rushing the altar because it makes us look cool. We're past looking cool. We just want to encounter Jesus. So with worshiping, I hope that this helps lay a foundation of just all that it is and all that's available to you that when you come in this space it's not about the other people because there will be people who look at you like you're crazy and there's weight that comes with that but the most beautiful experiences happen and it'll bring you to tears um that's all i gotta say on that but um so my final question that i just want you to think about is do you want revelation and victory if so let's get after the father's heart let's lay it all down at the feet of jesus who paid the ultimate price and um this passage that i want to close with and worship team y'all can come back up here um you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Um, as I wrap up and, and go into a, a final prayer here, um, I have this anointing oil that is from Life International. We've got this dope prayer room at our um, organization. It's been around since the 1800s. And I remember Bill gave this to me like the first week that I was at Life International and I still have it by the grace of God. And um, I just thought it was so beautiful. It says seven plus seven. And the scripture on it is hard to read because it's like Luke. Well, maybe I shouldn't try to read it. Luke four, verse 18. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, which I love that because God wasn't saying like, oh, well, you have the poor forever, you know? He was saying, take care of the poor. Yes, 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 but you don't always have me. So when you're focused on me, naturally that will come out of you. You will then proclaim the name of Jesus to those people and will stand in the gap for the women and the children who are placed on God's heart. But um, what I wanna do with this 
is I'll set it down here, but I'd love for anybody on staff who would like to come up here. I want to end with us just coming to the altar if you're comfortable. Um, I would love for y'all to like use the anointing oil if you'd like and just come up and receive prayer for a fresh anointing for God to reveal to you what worship truly is. And I believe, I believe, I believe the more you keep coming to the altar and asking, He will do it and he will reveal something new. And I know for Evan, it, it took a, a second for him to be like, man, like what is true worship? And I believe it's seriously surrendering, surrendering yourself, your arms getting heavy because the weight of your sin needs to be released. So I'm gonna set this down here. Come receive prayer. Let's just get into a space. And if you ever have any questions, I'm always, always here to talk about it, to get lost in this, to walk through scripture with you and figure out maybe who in the Bible might just be a helpful guide in your life um, as you seek um, a heart of worship and reverence. So I'm really excited, really, really excited to, um, to just experience the newness in this church it's just gonna come like a wave and I can feel it so let's let's pray real quick um, Heavenly Father thank you so much for this this beautiful anointing oil God that just keeps overflowing Lord thank you for changing my life and changing the lives of those here God um, pray that you would just continue to help us to fix our eyes on you lord to have a reality check to figure out what we're worshiping over you god with the banner we wave be a banner of love god be a banner for you lord the banner over me is love right and we just we want that lord we're gonna wave our flags we're gonna surrender everything just to have a moment with you so i pray this all in your son's perfect name amen